Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome one, welcome all to the greatest show of them all, NFC East Mixtape, baby! You can listen to this show on any one of the SB Nation NFC East podcast networks that's blogging the boys for Dallas Cowboys coverage, Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles coverage, Big Blue View for New York Giants, and Hogs Haven for Washington Commanders. Bit of an issue with the uh, the Hogs um, going on and uh, and Dan Snyder, it seems. You can also watch this show on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the blog on the boys YouTube channel, and there you will see the bright, shining face of myself. I am RJ Ochoa from BTB, home of the good guys. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from BGN, home of those dirty birds. BLG, Merry Post-Christmas to you. Happy Early New Year, my friend. What a wonderful time to be alive. Don't you agree? I mean, you, I, I thought long and hard, OJ, about how I'm going to approach this show. Because it could go many, it could go one of many different ways. But uh, I want you to be happy. I want you to, I want all Cowboys fans oh, to enjoy this Here comes the man. copium. Cope. Cope all day, baby. Cope. I want you to enjoy it because it's all you have, baby, because you know these Cowboys are coming to the link in Philly and losing in the playoffs. So enjoy it now while you're meeting this loss that didn't really accomplish much of anything in the big picture. So you uh, think this and is also, wait, I'm not done. Anything. I'm not done. I, I want to get done. your thoughts. I'm not done. Let me finish. A six-point win based off of being plus three in turnover, turnover differential against the Eagles' backup quarterback on the third straight road game at home – with the Eagles traveling on short rest, I mean, if that's if that's this is a, a great accomplishment for you, then you should be happy about it. Interesting that the Eagles being plus three um, in the turnover differential when the Cowboys lost to them, when the Cowboys had a backup quarterback, was not, you know, the Cowboys any, anything like that needed to be said as an outlier. That, that, that was totally fine and understandable. Did, you know, did what? the Cowboys fumble the ball? That, I don't know that you need on to a argue. handoff. Like, I don't know that you need randomly. to argue with me, Brandon. I would like you to argue with somebody whose opinion I trust, whose opinion I generally believe in, um, and whose opinion I know you hold in high esteem. This is Brandon Lee Gowden from the NFC East Mixtape after the Eagles beat the Cowboys earlier in the season. Eagles were my lock of the week, RJ. I knew they were going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Not only beat them, but cover as well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, moral victory or, oh, whatever. Like, oh, we didn't have Dak. No, 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 no. I saw all of the writers, almost all of the writers, maybe not every single one. Most of the writers at bloggingtheboys.com were picking the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. You picked the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. I want to hear like, oh, they were going to lose anyway. No, that is BS. It doesn't matter that they came back into the game when the Eagles had to get the points. They did as they've done all time. I don't want to hear anything like, oh, the Eagles are some cracks in the armor. Eagles have led by 14 points in every single game this season. They have not trailed in the second half of a game this season. They are one of the very best teams legit. I don't know why I have to justify that when they're 6-0. And also, 
I don't know why I have to justify anything here, Brandon. I don't know how all of a sudden now these things aren't true. I don't know how all of a sudden, you know, I have to justify well, what did I say? how great the Cowboys are. I mean, One no, you said no, you didn't no, include in no, that clip no. is how that I don't want to hear that BS. You didn't you include the, the part where I said because the impact. In, in fact, Steve you even wrote to people. You said, if you're scared, get a dog. I don't know if that's, that's like right. a, an expression that people say. I've never heard that yeah, before, honestly. But you picked the Eagles. You picked them not only yes. to, you know, be impressive, but to win. The yeah. Cowboys won, and by your own measurement, they covered the same exact way that the Eagles did against the Cowboys. And well, yet, you came in here, you were walking tall. You were like, when Jim tells Dwight about the whatever it was, the rock or whatever that's all smug, you were ready to roll. But now when the Cowboys do the exact same thing, it's me. The exact same I thing. I smell hypocrisy. I smell hypocrisy of the highest order. You said you were unafraid of Dak Prescott, and he owns oh, I am. the Eagles. I still am. He Who, owns the Eagles. Oh, team. yes. He, he owns, owns the, Eagles. the Eagles. He absolutely owns in, them. In a, owns having them. three plus they had, in the turnover Dak difference, got the one by six had points. To have that was a point of credit that you gave to he the also Eagles. Allowed he said, the Eagles they, oh, to still they be got in the, the game. points when they had to have him. When Dak had to have he, it, he torched one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Okay, what about that? sequence at the end of the game when he ran out of bounds before the did two he win? warning did he get and then the points? Did he put up 40 he, points on, on he allowed the Eagles to have a chance to win at the end he, of the game when he, he shouldn't have a better quarterback there one of doesn't the best allow Gardner Minshew to have a chance he at the end of the game them he absolutely owns them. i will he say. spotted them he had to overcome a 10 point deficit twice in the same game and he why, did. Wait, why were they down 10 I mean, it's football. Did Crazy he throw things happen. You did said, I not oh, well, say? the Eagles had to have points in did I not say against Dallas and Philly. They did it. And you gave them a ton of credit for that. But I'm hearing not even 1% oh, credit. Not, not even not 1%. True. This I, and true. I Look, I and we didn't make a bet for this game. I came in here. I went back. And if it isn't obvious, I listened to that whole episode. And I came in. I was a little bit pissed. It was a bummer. But I came in and said, you know what? That it's was I even called. Thing, buddy. I called that Eagles possession in the second half at that time in the season the best possession that any NFL team had had so far on the year. Because it was. They had to have points to go put the game away. And they did it. The Cowboys, when they had to do things against the Eagles, they did them. When Dak had they to do did. things against the Eagles, he did them. He had one of the most wonderful, incredible throws of the season on third and 20. Oh, T.Y. Hilton burned Darius Slay. <laughs> No, that's first of all, that's, that's not true. Um, and look, I'm not trying to defend Slay after this game. I'm not like I'm not saying that, but that was not his assignment. I'm um, not saying it's 100 percent on him, but he like, got beat. He clearly it's not, it's not like all his he, fault. Yeah, he was clearly so. The, what happened on that play? Because let's talk about that a little bit. That was like that was like honestly, that might have been the game right there. Like at that point, Dude, like that was seriously. a very pivotal play. Um, and <laughs> I mean, like I'm not blaming him most on that play. He's passing off to the safety that should be behind him sure. there. Which is, for some reason, like inexplicable. Like, there's there's not like a ton of things. I'm like super like this isn't a loss where I'm super pissed off at a ton of Eagles players or coaches or whatever because I think, and I'll we'll get to this later. Bigger point, um, they were the better team in a lot of aspects. Now, whatever you wouldn't disagree with that. We're talking about that play. They lost Jonathan they Gannon, who is a big and honestly, if we're gonna like talk about if we're going to get beyond this game and look at like what's more concerning or meaningful moving forward, it's the fact that Jonathan Gannon, the jury is still out on him when it comes to being able to like hold up, not even shut down. It's not like I need him to keep Dak Prescott to like, you know, five of 20 for but he can't cause Dak owns 60 him. yards. Like that's not what, I, but no one's asking for that reasonably. They're just like, can you not allow him to go 24 of 24 
when he plays on coverage against him. See, like, like that's, this is that's this egregiously is where, like, awful, though. It's like, wait, I'm not done. Why, I want to get to the. Why can't you give Dak any credit? I want to get to third and twenty. Obviously, you took advantage of that. Like, there's no credit happening to the team that beat the Eagles on Saturday. I'm not done talking about the third and thirty. Yes, obviously, Dak deserves credit. When you go twenty-four of twenty-four against any kind of coverage, obviously, you deserve credit. However, like you should not be that throw to that play to me was not like, oh, wow, Dax did something incredible. And it, was just stop it. it was a dime. It was a 62 yard dime. So, oh, yeah, but like, why is the backup slot corner being yeah, asked that, that to go from the slot position and, to and play Dak the deep it half? It's so just I, like, I, I think it's ridiculous. No reason you to still do can't that. say, like, okay, I'm a little scared of him. It doesn't make there, you like, you know, whatever. Not scared. I'm be... not, that's like, oh, wow, Dak did something and the Eagles just like, they, they played the perfect coverage and they just couldn't defend it. No, they like, they galaxy brain themselves. Why would you ask your backup slot corner to be the deep safety there dropping from the slot? Like, it's third and 30. You don't need to disguise your coverage. Just line up and play. It's third and 30. You don't need to reinvent the wheel on that play. And he did. And it was so dumb. Um, I think that Eagles fans are too harsh on Jonathan Gannon. I think he's a scapegoat. I think Eagles lose. It's like, oh, Jonathan Gannon sucks. I mean, they the Eagles have, if not for the 49ers, the best defense in the NFL. And now I know the Avante Maddox injury, like, slightly changed. I don't know, like, how much every Eagles fan weighs that, but it's a big deal, obviously. Um, and obviously – It was a big deal. Like, he was having a great game. Right, and obviously yeah. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson being out is a is a factor, and I don't know if you think he's going to return this week, whatever. But this is one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I don't think Eagles fans should get to sit here and be like – In the same way, like, I wrote an article this week defending Kellen Moore. I don't think Eagles fans should be like, well, now Gannon sucks. Like, he, this is the one problem. If not well, for Gannon, on. we would be perfect. Like, that's, hold on. that's not fair. Like, to John Jonathan Gannon, he's done an incredible job all season long. Since 2020, there have been three examples of a quarterback producing at least a 97, sorry, 95 completion percentage or better against zone. And this is a minimum of 20 attempts. The stat comes from our good friend, Shul Kapadia. All three of them have been against Jonathan Gannon's Eagles. It was Derek Carr last year. It was Justin Herbert last year. And it was Dak this year. Like there those are two something... really good quarterbacks, though. I mean, like that's that's but part dude, of the like ninety five percent. Who is completing okay, ninety five percent? I don't want to make this about Jonathan Gannon. Number. Again, it's there's the, the the coping that is happening here. Oh well, you know the, the Cowboys won the turnover differential by three. That's what the Eagles won the turnover differential by in the first game. Like how are you? How are you like beyond acknowledging that these are all equal variables with regard? I mean, to the, the two Boston Scott Gardner Minshew fumble exchange is just like that's a bad luck. Okay, so here, yes, plus three, but also. Did, when the Eagles played the Cowboys earlier this year, refresh my memory since you have that game such, such like uh you know in, in, in I rewatched the head. episode, not the game. Just to, that, <laughs> just to be very like, clear. there's three big fumbles in this game. There was the obviously the fumble that set up the third and thirty ultimately. Um, that Hassan Reddick that, forced that Tyler Biotis recovered. Yes, the Cowboys then, traded up with the Eagles to draft by the way. And then the Eagles were unable to recover that. And then there was the Minshew Boston Scott one, which, you know, was what J Ron Kirster, whoever was able to get that instantly. And then the one at the end of the game where like the ball is in Jack Driscoll's hands. And somehow as he's going to the ground, it like bounces out. Like fun, bad fumble luck was a big part of this for the Eagles. Like if I'm not saying the Eagles that's, get all three like, of those. That's, that's partly true, but it's also true that Cowboys defenders made insane plays. The two picks were the, incredible the, plays by J Ron Kirsten and Deron Bland. Yes, to some extent, I would say also. No, to all extent, they were great. No, Pez deserves some like blame for not being better. No, Cowboys defenders deserve credit for taking that ball. Scott free. Like he doesn't this, deserve any no, blame. No, but like you can't just be like, well, the only reason this happened is because the Eagles allowed it. No, no the those, Cowboys took it. They took it. I think it the from first the of those two was the better. Well, it was a bad throw by Minshew. The first of the two interceptions because he was a little late, a little behind. I still think Quez could have done a little bit better job of like fighting for that and maybe at least forcing I it incomplete. Heard one ounce of credit to any. The Cowboys second player. one, I just said Dak had a good game. 
he had an incredible game. He had one of the best games that any NFL quarterback has had all season. He had the pick six that was horrible, and he rebounded heroically from it. He, yeah, like, the pick Dak six. was incredible. J-Ron Curse so, like, was incredible. Deron Bland I don't was even regret any of my analysis from before this game, which is the frustrating part. I said Dak is going to give the Eagles one. He did. I said that the biggest mismatch in this game favors the Eagles. It did. They couldn't defend A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And they still and, beat like, him. And they, they still, still beat him because Dak yeah. is that okay. good. Dak, okay. Dak got no help from his defense. But Dak you're over here tweeting like, the Cowboys the had no success team. on the ground. But Dak overcame, 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 kept going, kept going, kept going, and beat him. He beat this the Eagles. He outlasted Okay, them. is this the same narrative if Gardner Minshew completes that pass at the Why end? Why are like, we this dealing is with like, ifs instead of what actually like, happened? Because this is like, oh, their winners write history. And it's like, well, that's the analysis can go deeper than that. I think, and I, by I don't think like, it's so many categories, history. the Eagles outplayed the Cowboys in this game. They outgained them. They were better on the money downs, third down and fourth down percentage. They didn't punt in this game. The Eagles did not punt in this game. I they had that's, a lead that's for 37 minutes they, and 11 seconds. The Cowboys led in this game for six minutes and 39 seconds. If you want to total up combined in the two games the Eagles have Cowboys have played this year, the Eagles have led for 82 minutes and six seconds. The Cowboys have led for six minutes and 39 seconds. You so can't what? tell me there, these teams are like even. There are games where teams don't lead it's at all, like, where they lead is, on game-winning This was such goals. a gaslighting game. But again, I'm failing. I failed myself. where you don't want to give the Cowboys an ounce of credit despite the fact that things are so similar and you came in here and you touted the so Eagles similar. I just read you the disparity they, they are very similar the, the turnover differential the back of okay. quarterbacks the I fact that the Cowboys got points so when they had I'm to not have argue it. there right. is no credit being I want given. You to think this. this is coping and moving goalposts that's all I want you to think this so go ahead if you want to think this you can think that I think this is refusing to deal with this is setting up the fall that is going to come so hard and you're going to realize it is not as close as you think it is this is trying to call us that way this is trying to call a spade a spade. And I came in here, and it was tough. I gave the Eagles a lot of credit. I even said that they kind of exposed Micah Parsons They're not, it's not the game. same game. There's, it was not the same no game. Did the Cowboys outgain the Eagles in that game? Give it to the Did the Eagles outgain the Cowboys in that game? They did not. What game? They had never had about? a lead in that game. They never led in that game earlier this year. How was that the same as this year, or this game, when the Eagles led for 37 minutes? That's I mean, not the same they game. They won. They won, and they put up 40 points on one of the best defenses in the NFL. I don't know how you're just like, oh, that's fine. Like, that's kind of impressive, whatever. That is super impressive. They they took, to your point, the Eagles were dominant on offense. They did not punt. Although, um, I've bashed Dan Quinn a lot this week. I think the did not punt thing is misleading because there were four turnovers. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like part I, of it. But, I, I know, but no, there no, is no, something, I, too. The Cowboys I, literally I, never forced I, I told, a third I, down stop. I like, totally agree. 100% agree. All I'm saying is, like, you know, two of those possessions for Philly were, were two plays or fewer, right? Like, one, one fumble came after two plays, one after literally one play. So It's a factor. I, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying they would have punted. I'm just saying it's a, it's a weird, like, quirk. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, the Cowboys absorbed a dominant game from the Philly offense. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith dominated them. Early on, A.J. Brown dominated Trayvon Diggs. I, I don't really feel like either team got a lot going on the ground. Obviously, Jalen Hurts being absent is a big no, factor in that. Neither team um, did. But so they, they still took a huge – they didn't force a third down stop, to your point, and they outlasted them. How is that not highly impressive? How, how is that not incredibly impressive? The two plays that J. Ron Curse and Deron Bland made on the ball are super impressive, aggressive, go-get-it moments from Dan Quinn's defense. That I will give them credit for. I mean, I, I don't know how you can sit here and be like, I mean, whatever. Like, no. It's impressive. They, they took a huge shot and won. They it's won. Impressive. They got the points when they had to have them. They got the, the moments when they had to have them. Impressive in the scope of they won this game. And what did this game mean? What did it really mean? I mean, it – 
man, ah, oh, this is such COVID. Tell me this what it means. The same thing. Oh, this is BS. BS. Tell me what no. it means. It means Tell me the what this Cowboys, game really it means, means. The Cowboys denied the Eagles a chance at, at clinching the NFCs. It means the okay. Eagles now have Great. to play to win and risk things on Sunday against that's the New fair. Orleans Saints. I mean, but, so it means a lot. <laughs> that's but, a big thing. We have no idea what's going to happen in the future. It means if, a lot. Once they do that, then what does it really mean? What okay? if they don't do They're it? And it means even more. Like you can sure. play this. Well, then we'll cross. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But I'll take my chances with needing to get one win, two home games left against the Saints and the Giants. Eagles less good to say the Cowboys are also very good, and you don't want to do that. It, it I mean, the Eagles are better. I think they're the better team. But, I don't think you, it's close. you will not say, you will not admit, even though the Cowboys just again took a huge performance from the Eagles. This and was not a game them. where I was like, oh no, I'm scared of the Cowboys. It's just honestly not the no, takeaway. No, in fact, you were so confident takeaway. in the Eagles. You were you said they're gonna win. If you're scared, get a dog. The Cowboys won I did feel like and covered. Win. They covered that spread. I did. I did say at the end of the game, I was like, "Okay, they're down. Probably not going to win." And then I was like, "But at least they'll probably cover." And then, sure enough, Miles Sanders fumbles in that spot, and I'm like, "God dang it, Miles! Like you had to ruin the cover too." The Cowboys won. They covered. They met the exact criteria that you laid out when the Eagles beat the Cowboys and covered against the Cowboys back in Week Six. And again, it's like, and you came in there, one of the very best teams. You literally said, "I don't know why I have to keep." defending this and proving this. I don't know why you can't even say they're a very good team. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. I don't need Fine. to say that. Acknowledge, acknowledge the Eagles are better all you want, but the fact that you can't acknowledge the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL is That is so fake. Yeah, I'm not acknowledging that at all. I don't have them at like, what, number five or whatever I have in my power rankings. Like, come on. What do you have? Like, like, I don't have, I don't know. I don't, I didn't do for this week yet. So full disclosure, because I'm going to do it probably tonight, but like, they're probably I have five, them, four, I have whatever. Them at five, they're like, full they're clearly like, but like, I'm, I'm not You're one not of the best teams that. in the NFL. Why can't it's you say ridiculous. it? How am I not saying it by doing that? Why won't you say it? Because you want me you, to. You either need to say that they're one of the best teams in the NFL, or you need to say that you're such an Eagles homer that you anything. would that you're you refusing to say that particular sentence. I don't need to say anything. I mm. my belief, my takeaway from this game is that I feel extremely great if the Eagles Cowboys and play again, again, especially in Philly, about the Eagles' chances of winning. That's how so, I feel. Here's my thing on this, because um, we spin forward, because we could just sit here and yell at each other. that's what matters. Want. Like, so, we're spending so, all the time in this game. And to what end? What does it matter? Uh, now, does now, actually... the, now we don't have to talk about the game. Man, this is Oh, you're the one. You're, oh, scenes. you know you're guilty of this, this more than I am. You come scenes. in before the show, and you're like, oh, we, we won't even get into the game. We can just look at what it means moving forward. And I'm oh, trying to do that. Anyway, we can't so, do that. I, I, I want to ask a question and like this might be a can of worms and I, I promise like this is not trolling in any way like legitimate conversation I'm interested in having. Um, there's obviously a lot and like I will extend you some grace that you did not extend me. I recognize that one Eagles fan I see on Twitter does not represent the fan base oh, as a whole. Is not stupid. the singular opinion as a whole or of the fan base as a whole. That being said, a lot of opinions are like with Jalen, we win that game. With Jalen Hurts, we win that game. The one thing I was wrong on was I did not think Gardner Minshew would be awesome. Like, I was very afraid of Gardner Minshew at the end of this game, or throughout this game, I should say. So, like, I recognize this is a stupid question, but, like, what, like, to your point, to our point, the Eagles, the Cowboys didn't force a third down stop from the Eagles. There were, the, I would argue that three of the turnovers were not really Gardner's fault. The Boston Scott fumble, the two interceptions were great Cowboys plays. Maybe you want to put some blame on Quez or Gardner, or whatever. I mean, you have to. He's been just sure. a, a real quick side. He's been targeted. Or sorry, there's been three picks in the last two weeks that have gone his way. Like, are oh, you talking about Quez? Yeah. yeah. So like, the other thing, I saw now. I saw in the BGN comments, I saw somebody's like Quez is worse than Rager. Like what? Like, just that's <laughs> not no. Yeah, that's I know. True. Anyway, um, so like, 
I'm asking you, not like sarcastically asking. What, where does where is the the Jalen Hurts difference? Like obviously, like in the run game mobility thing. Well, like, I, I mean, that's I, a big thing. I know. I recognize there's a difference. I'm trying to like uncover that, like because the the Eagles' offense was mostly unstoppable without him. I think the composure too. I think that showed up in a couple times where you did we mention saw... that um, in the first episode, by the way. What Jalen's composure, composure and like yeah, calming and the I, huddle, calming presence. Something like that is so I think like hard to maybe quantify or in the moment, especially. But when you see it by contrast, it's like, oh, okay, that's what the opposite looks like. And I think there are times where Gardner was a little bit more frenetic. And I think the Eagles' coaching point was like, don't take a sack, don't take a sack, just get rid of the ball. And I think he did that maybe a little bit too soon sometimes. Like he would just get flushed and get rid of the ball, which isn't the worst case scenario. Don't force a pick or anything. Um, but I think there were moments there in the game where Jalen Hurts could have probably hold, held on. And there were times where Gardner had room to run and he got like a yard where Jalen probably, probably could have gotten like a first down or, you know, seven yards, whatever. So I think you did see uh, certain things like that. And then again, Jalen is really good at not putting the ball in harm's way. Like he's been really good at that for most of the he season. He had two picks his last game. Okay, that's most. I said most of the season. And but again, we're talking one of those, about like who they are right now. One of those I think was legitimately on him. The other one I think was a bad Quez play. He threw it to a spot where Quez should have been, and Quez was like way Man, late getting out of his break. Tough days so for Quez Watkins and Jonathan Gannon. And even so, difference. what hurts is what like five picks on the season. Like he's still been way better at not turning the ball over. Then so I think that's been a big issue. So uh, I um I agree yeah. on the calming presence. This will upset you and you'll be like, oh, it's not real. But like, that's what Dak Prescott offers. That's why like a third and 30 can happen. Like when you have a quarterback who's calm, who everybody believes in. No, I'm wait. not going to say that's fake. Well, so, that's like, real thing. again, that's that's like he's that dude for the Cowboys. It's like, let's, you know, contrast it with Wentz. Like Wentz is probably going to like, right. like freaking get sacked, fumbled in that so situation. I yeah. will say the the biggest I, I thought this was a the the most bitter pill for me to swallow as a result of this game is Nick Sirianni is a very good head coach. He's a an interesting oh, fella, man. but he is a very very good head coach. I do there was one moment where I thought the Eagles coaching staff failed. And I don't think this like led to the loss, but it was definitely a factor at the very end. And I don't know what the communication was. I don't know if there was a report. I didn't see any quotes about this. Um the decision to spike it on on first down at the very end. Like that is such a risky thing and there was I believe one timeout left for Philly at that point in time. I understand wanting to save it and hold it whatever. But like that is such a, a a risk, and maybe you've calculated the risk and you're fine with it. But you burn that down, and all of no. a sudden, fourth down gets there quickly. I didn't like it. Didn't bother me a ton in the moment because it's like so. It's so much is happening, right? And I think that's another part where I would say Hertz might have the advantage because I think he might be more composed and realize we can just call the timeout. We don't have to get up to the. It seemed to me I could be wrong that the spike was more about Gardner than the coaching staff. I don't think the See, coaching staff was saying that. I know you're you're guessing or assuming or hypothesizing, but you're saying this was a Gardner decision as much as like you know, Steichen or, or Sirianni yeah. in his head, like get up, clock the ball, whatever. But that's just like, Sirianni and I don't, I don't think, that, it, I, don't I don't know that they look lose. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if they have one more down, I don't know that like they're able to pull it off, but um, that, that, that is a critical, it's a swing. It's not a mistake, but it swings things in, in one way when, when those moments happen. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I get like, okay, you could do this differently. Maybe you win the game and that's obviously a big deal, but like, I don't know. It just seems like a little also too, like there are already so many mistakes made at that point. You know what I mean? Like the like the Miles Sanders fumble is huge. Like, like like you can't this can't happen there, especially after the turnover previously. It's just like that's that's that should have been the game if the Cowboys get in the end zone there, which they had a chance to at the end. Then it's definitely the game. So like I don't know. I just I can't I can't make the game about that one non decision. No, no, especially I, know, I, know. I don't. I'm not saying is, you are, but like the third and thirty is easily the most egregious thing. There's just no good. There's like I I don't have it in front of me, but I want to look up like what is the conversion rate on third and thirty plus because it's just that's insane. It should if never. If you happen. buy me a minute, I can get that. There was oh, an article. That? Um, 
just give, buy me a moment, please. You can. Do I mean, because it's just insane. There's no good reason. The Eagles, the pass rush is finally coming home, and it's just really demor- And obviously, like, of course, the Cowboys are going to score a touchdown at that point. Like, there's zero chance the Eagles are going to stop or hold them to a field goal. It's just like that's so demoralizing. I, I saw the win percentage from the like, ESPN's probability actually went from uh, the third and thirty. The Eagles were at eighty-one point nine, and then that conversion it dropped to the Eagles being only sixty-four point seven. So like that's a huge, huge play that I think really because I mean if the Eagles get a force a punt there, they're I forget what were they up by like were they up by ten at that point or up by seven? Um, but they they're they're in. Go ahead. What was it? Do you remember what it was? Well, I don't have. So this is uh, from Bob well, Sturm's. You tell me with that, and I'll look at it. Well, this is from Bob Sturm's write-up in the Athletic, which every Cowboys fan, every NFL fan should read. I recognize that Eagles fans probably won't enjoy this. Um, but so um, Bob used Pro Football Reference data, which only goes back to 1994 for this particular assessment. Um, and so this is just his paragraph specifically. Uh, again, go read Bob Sturm. Um, so if you face third and thirty in the the conversion, I'm sorry, uh, I lost it right here. Um, if you want to look at the entire NFL according to this. The three decade success rate, so since 1984, on attempts of third and 30 is more roughly 2%, eight for 374. And then the paragraph he wrote, which encapsulates the moment, like you're saying, says, So if you face third and 30 in the fourth quarter of a game, you feel like you must win, if only because the morale lost by dropping a game to a rival with a backup quarterback would send the franchise's loyalists into a self loathing holiday where no amount of cold weather can make anyone feel any worse. Our recommendation is to prepare for the onslaught of doubters because nobody converts third and third. Right. That's what I mean. Like that's an, it's an insane play. And it can't just be that. Oh, that it wasn't just Dak made a good throw. It wasn't just that. There I think T.Y. Some... deserves an enormous amount of credit for the catch. This is first catch as a cowboy good catch. But it's for, just for like... his first game active in like two years. First catch as a, as a cowboy it was amazing. It is. I know Slay isn't necessarily responsible, but it just and theoretically it is kind of like like how do you let someone get behind you? Like that's literally the one thing you cannot let them do. And they can't only, let anyone get behind you. Not like, only play someone, a billion yards off, but it's like you can't how let do you, anyone get behind you? It's one thing to let like all due respect, Alan Lazard get behind you, right? But like, how do you let T.Y. Hilton or Hollywood Brown or Deshaun? You know what I mean? Like Deshaun Jackson? You know like exactly. How do you, you, how do you let coming. like a burner get it's, behind you? That's why, but again, that's, that's why it's crazy to me. There was like a disguise. Why are you disguising? It's like just you know what they're gonna do, and be in position to prevent it. If he makes it, if he mosses you, if he makes a great catch, well, then that's it. It is what it is at that point, and you'll live with that. But you can't live with him running behind you. It's the one thing you can't allow them to do in third and thirty. Um, I'm fine crazy. understanding that the Eagles' offensive, Cowboys' defensive side of this ball or side of this game is like difficult to properly weigh and contextualize. I do think like I'm I'm at a point with Dan Quinn, and we talked about this a lot at BTB. But it's like this is the guy. Like this is this is who you're telling me is like you know dragging this team. Um, no one likes their defensive coordinator, but like, that, like that, that's it. Well, everybody fan. loves D'Amico Ryan's. That's what I mean. Unless you like, <laughs> unless you literally have like right. the best defense in the nfl well that's what like that's why like you know you're maybe i don't know if you're throwing like or giving dan quinn some grace the way i did jonathan gannon um but like the the takeaway you talked about the eagles takeaway the takeaway from a cowboy side of this is this offense can carry them this offense can win them a game this offense if they get again they got no help defensively like we've talked about many times no stops on third down they did get the turnovers and that's obviously they scored on every single one of them uh that's obviously a, a big time thing and, you know, if you're scoring points off turnovers, you're generally going to win, especially if there's four of them uh, to score off of. But um, 
Dak was sacked six times. They, you know, they didn't really get to Gardner Minshew, didn't even really pressure him all that much. I mean, the run game was was not there. The same way I thought that the Eagles took away Micah Parsons in the first matchup, I thought Jonathan Gannon did a great job of neutralizing not just Zeke Elliott, but Tony Pollard. Like, Tony Pollard was not a factor in this game. But so this was literally Dak, save us. This was like old school Cowboys, and he did. And, and like the fact that that exists, that that can happen, you know, right now gives you at, at the very least a, a puncher's chance in the playoffs, which start in two weeks. Yeah, I think Linval Joseph had a really good game, probably maybe his best game since people signed him. Not that he's been bad, but he's something and like quiet. what it's like five games, not to diminish it. But I mean, yeah, I'm just saying like I think like I'm saying the point of why you signed him was showing up in this game because I think the Eagles were able to stop the Cowboys on the ground, um, which is significant because obviously Pollard has been good this year. And then Zeke had his best game, as I said, against the Eagles. So they kept Zeke to 16 for 55, 3.4. Um, so that was, yeah, that was good. But again, it doesn't really matter if you're going to just sit back in zone and allow the other quarterback to complete 24, I would also say, 24 uh, passes, which Dak deserves credit for. But at the same time, at some point, how do you get to like 18 of 18 and be like, hmm, maybe zone isn't working? <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you can I mean, I don't know that he's ever aware of like this. it's 18 for 18, but you're right. Like, at a certain point, he's probably like, this guy, this dude keeps beating us, but maybe he keeps beating you because he's just better. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't want to recognize that that is even remotely possible. But all I've heard is that this is the best secondary in the NFL. These are the best corners in the NFL. This is one of the best defenses in the NFL. They did prove that they provided a lot of pressure, an enormous amount of pressure. And Dak beat them like that. Does He he didn't beat them because they sucked. He beat them because he's awesome and he was better than I mean, he did beat them because they also just sat back in zone and refused to not play in zone because he clearly wasn't doing as good a man. Mm, Well, Dak picked them apart. I would also say this was one of the finest performances that C.D. Lamb has put forth. Um, I know you don't watch the Cowboys, obviously, as consistently as I do, although you did tell our friends on the Birds vs. Boys podcast that you care more about the Cowboys than the Eagles, so maybe um, I'm not giving you enough credit in that sense. I love Amari Cooper. I will forever be pissed off that the Cowboys traded him away. And while he had insane blowups, I said this on our postgame show, um, as a Cowboy, 200-yard games, whatever, blah, blah, he did not have the sustained dominance excellence whatever you want to call it there were seems really bad on the road right well he like it wasn't just that but it would like you'd get like a 200 yard two touchdown game from him and then like you know 60 yards like in a quiet kind of and that wasn't all amari like i don't want to you know take away context but like this isn't just about the eagles game cd lamb right now is is like alpha he this is the most dominant week to week that a cowboys receiver has been since the last one who wore number 88 amari was never like on fire week to week to week to week the way cd is I mean, he had what? CD had 11 targets. He had 10 catches for 120 and two touchdowns. He had over was, 100 yards in the first half alone. There was a coverage bust in there, which certainly didn't help. Um, and I think Slay was responsible. At least it looked like more so for that one. One thing I like wondered about was like, why? It's it's frustrating to hear how great like Eagles. Oh, Eagles. Darius Slay, a Pro Bowler. James Bradbury, a Pro Bowl alternate. They've been great. But then, like, nah, they last week, you you hyped up the alternates. You said the the Eagles have 15 Pro Bowlers between their starters and their alternates, and now it's frustrating to hear credit given to them for that. No, I'm saying I didn't let me finish. I'm saying it's frustrating to like think about that. And then why can't we at any point maybe match them up? Because they didn't. They weren't really doing that. They weren't shadowing CD. Like they were just like comfortable with having CD on Josiah Scott, the Eagles backup quarterback who has struggled. It's like maybe at some point, like try out Slay. Or Bradbury against CD, like maybe just try it for a rep. Like they didn't do that. So again, 
I don't think Gannon's the only reason they lost, but like, it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to stomach sometimes where it's just like, it's tough that you didn't even try to do some of these things. The Cowboys did do that early and they, they adjusted in the second half because you know, they were the Eagles and they talked about this on the broadcast. The Eagles were putting AJ Brown in the slot and therefore forcing Trayvon Diggs to defend the run. And that just, I know the Eagles didn't like gash the Cowboys, but you know, it's not his strength, obviously. And I, I, AJ got him bad. What was like a 46 yard catch early on. And it did get the second play of the game. It did feel like after that, Trayvon held on for a while and obviously had the horrible bust on the Devontae touchdown. That was just like, that's when the game you talk about third and 30, the Devontae touchdown felt like, okay, this is over. Like, you know, that was I mean? a great play um, design and like, and the aggressiveness to go for right. there. You have to give Sirianni and Steichen a lot of credit. That was, I've, they were I've setting given, that up all year. I've even given same, Jonathan Gannon credit. I mean, I'm giving was, credit out all over the place here. That was the same play from earlier in the, the Eagles Cowboys game. The one from earlier in the year where like Parsons was being optioned and Goddard was coming across. And then like, Oh man, I thought Goddard was awesome. By the way, like him Goddard, being back is <sighs> See, like this, this is not a, a two-way relationship. Like I can sit here and objectively say how awesome some of these Eagles players are. I, I just gave CD credit. What are you talking about? I just mm, read his stat know. line. See, you're mm. just whatever. Anyway, I don't know about that. So I, I did not read his stat line. Goddard again, another insane thing. It's like he has three targets in this game. Quez Watkins had five. It's like, what are we doing? Like, what? How? How? Is I this also happening? thought um, Goddard had the. I thought that that one pass was an interception. Like that was, you know what I mean. And that's why the Deron Bland interception was like, okay, this one went the other way. You know what I mean? Like these like joint sure. catches that like are these in the these in the moment things. Goddard, I mean, like him being back is a big deal, obviously, in a lot of senses. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, also, Kenny Gainwell had more targets than him. It's just like, what? Are I, to- like, I told what are you doing? last week that Kenny Gainwell was somebody who bothered me and who made me nervous. I like that. Those are the players that like that make me nervous. Like the always kind of like weird third option for the Eagles. Like, and it's been that way for a long time. But and it's just, just like when Gainwell and Quez are combining for nine targets, and Dallas Goddard has three. What are we doing? Like, what? How is? How are we reaching this point? I know it's not always necessarily like so simple to get there but it's just you have to like kind of i feel like look at yourself after it and be like hmm we probably didn't throw to dallas goddard enough mm. uh for what it's worth the cowboys cd lamb led the way 11 targets tony pollard had eight michael gallup had seven gallup had a rough first half in this game had the um the sun glare touchdown mishap um, that led to him not catching that uh we're recording on tuesday um i don't know if you saw this but jerry I doubled down hey, i mean it's the dumbest problem in the world to have. Like it, it is truly also no sympathy. Ever. Like, like you control that. Like Jerry, like I can't no, I have mean, any sympathy for like, you. If you're I, building the stadium like this, this is admittedly off the top of my head. So like, I have no data to support this. I can't recall a time where a defend, like a, an opposing team player was like impacted that way, but I can recall many times where the Cowboys, you know, had yeah. issues, well, especially with, with, indoors in an indoor stadium. Well, and it's reached a point now where like some fans are like, well, you know what? Like that's on Kellen and Dak. Like they can't, you know what I mean? They, they can't, can't attack that. It's sun. like, what? that is the stupidest thing like you can't just ignore half of, of one end zone on on in afternoon games but whatever uh but so i thought michael gallup rebounded well jake ferguson he's he's good for like every two weeks like a one one catch for like 20 yard game like that's what he had he had the 24 yard uh big time conversion um overall tyron smith kind of struggled uh obviously it was a second game at right tackle you know what i mean so you know bit of a, a rough sort of thing to ask him to stop well, this pass on reddick has been really good Right. I thought Tyler Smith, though, was awesome. Like, I mean, what didn't play a perfect game, but for a rookie going up against this front, I mean, he was incredible in this game. Uh, just a really, really strong performance. Brett Maher, eight for eight on all kicks. Like, those matter in close games like this. Like, if you can go four for four on field goals, obviously that field goal at the end made it a six-point game as opposed to a three-point game. Like, those are the things. And so there, I, 
this is I don't know that the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. They probably won't. I mean, because it's very difficult. It's difficult to take one team against the field, but they are absolutely a team that can. Like they had proven that before Saturday, but Saturday only accented that point to me. Yeah, I mean, there it's the Eagles, it's the Cowboys, it's the Chiefs, it's the Bengals, it's the 49ers and the Bills. The Vikings are in the conversation. Vikings are not one of those teams. They are not. Well, we're going to talk about the Vikings uh, win because it was a Giants loss. They are not Um, one of those teams. So we have some things to get to. So let's spin forward here. The Cowboys beat the Eagles, um, embarrassed them, humbled them, all sorts of things, obviously. Um, On Christmas Eve, just gave a lump of coal to BLG. Keep keep thinking Um, that. But, um, you know, tough, tough scenes to have your lock of the week. For the first time ever, we had opposing locks on the look ahead. Brandon took the Eagles. And I'm still ahead. Cowboys. Uh, But you lost this one. You lost because and you I'm still ahead, just like those are still ahead in the standings the um, and on their way to the one seed. So importantly, as we get to the Giants, because we kind of went Eagles, Cowboys, sort of uh, Giants in third place in the division. The Giants lost to the Vikings. The Giants lost and the Cowboys We're win. Take a break. If you want to take a break, let's go ahead and take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. While we were gone, Brandon came back with a Dallas Cowboys jersey on. Can you tell everybody what player it is, Brandon? It's Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, isn't it really funny to think about, like, he had a, a list of teams and, like, all, like, all the demands this dude was making. Like, what a just, oh, my gosh, like, all-time just sort of thing. Um, I, uh, I like the Nickelodeon broadcast, though, by the way. I know that's not, like, super related to what we're talking about, but I did tune in to the end of that. The Broncos Rams uh, game Broncos is what Brandon's talking about on Christmas. It's Day. really fun. I like it. It's still, it's just, it's, it makes football like a little bit less serious, which I think it needs to be sometimes because mm-hmm. admittedly, I get, well, when it, when a game it. reaches that point of comedy, like what that well, game especially was, agree. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's helpful um, for something like that. It's just uh, fun. It's like, oh, there's slime on the field and then there's slime in the crowd. It's just, it's silly. It's like, it's good. I think it's, it's a good way for kids to kind of, you know, have so, some skin um, in the game. 
so because the Giants lost to the Vikings earlier in the day, we had obviously talked about that a lot on both mixtapes that we did last week. Um, and the Cowboys won now, whenever, assuming the Eagles do clinch the NFCs, which will in all likelihood happen, um, that locks Philly in as the one seed, assuming they win and the Vikings don't come for them, whatever. Um, Philly's the one seed, or at the very least, the NFC's champion. Dallas is the five seed because of that Giants loss and the Cowboys win. Dallas can no longer be worse than anything other than the five seed. But this is about the Giants, who did lose to the Minnesota Vikings, thanks to a 61-yard Greg Joseph field goal. I know this isn't the NFC North mixtape, uh, but man, Kirk Cousins was awesome in this game, honestly. I mean, really just incredible fourth quarter specifically. Justin Jefferson went off on the Vikings. He and I'm sorry, on the Giants. He and TJ Hawkinson. This was weirdly, um, I talked about this on Monday Football Monday. I thought this was a great game for both teams. Like this was one of the best games the Giants have played all season. And I know they lost, but this was a really, maybe the most inspired they have been all season or the most inspired they've looked. I mean, Saquon's been better recently, which is key because that was a big like issue when they were struggling. He had um, 14 for 84, long with 27, one touchdown, 6.0 average in this game. He's looked better. That's good. He also have helped as a pass catcher at eight for 49. Um, I thought Daniel Jones, for the most part, played well. He had that pick, but like I think it was also just kind of a good play by Patrick Peterson. I saw Ed uh, Valentine from Big Blue View agreed with me on that one. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think the Giants need to like uh, hang their heads in shame. Like they played a close game um, on the road against a team that has won a lot this year, but isn't as good as the record says they are. It's kind of like the Giants. Uh, and I don't know. Like Richie James having some drops in high leverage situations was a problem. It's just I don't I don't like I don't think there's a a big takeaway here other that than the Giants are kind of trending more positively than we thought they were. So we thought they were going to collapse out of the playoffs, and now they're just one win away from making it. It shows the value of their win against the Commanders now two weeks ago, right? Because, like, they can lose this game. It's like, I mean, and I recognize other things happen, too. But, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, we're still good. You know what I mean? Like, that one win is such a difference. Um, Again, I mean, I, I felt this way about the Eagles and Cowboys. Like, I felt like it was a great game from the Giants. They just lost to a, a better team on that day. Like, I think they, the Vikings were the better team, and they outplayed them. I mean, the you could argue the Giants outplayed them in the sense of they outgained the Vikings by almost 100 yards. Like, that's pretty crazy. Um, now, they weren't as good in third down. They're three of 11. That hurt. Uh, they were minus two in turnover differential. Mm-hmm. That hurt. They had I don't, five Not more. only – sometimes I don't think differential tells the whole story. Like, they, like we talk about, like, Dallas-Philly was, like, you know, plus three or whatever. But there were four Philly turnovers. You know what I mean? Like, that's an important part of the story. To this point – um, there were two Giants turnovers and no Vikings turnovers. So it's not like they ever had short fields or anything to kind of work with themselves. And they had five more penalties than the Vikings did for almost a difference of 50 yards. So, you know, uh, they actually possessed the ball about the same amount of time, but between all those just kind of miscues on the, in the important high leverage situations, that's, that was the difference in a three point game and a, you know, a, a field goal that is certainly more makeable in a dome from when it was, but still like you lost on it's, it's funny, RJ, the Eagles are sorry. The, uh, Giants lost on a 61 yard field goal just like they did in 2017 when jake elliott hit that and it was by the same score it was also 27 to 24 so i think that's uh, the tough. third um 60 plus yard field goal that they've lost on since like the 2017 season so we're missing one but like they've lost on mold obviously multiple but like i think yeah. at least three 60 plus yard field goals which is and to your point or to the like outdoors point that one was outdoors right that was in philly not new york it was in um, it was in September, yeah, right. but so it wasn't like cold, but yes. Still, I mean, not not a dome or not an indoor palace like what the Vikings have going on. I'm very interested in these Giants. They should, in all likelihood, beat the Colts this week, and if they do, they clinch a playoff berth, um, right? Like we're, we don't think the Giants are going to Colts who are playing on a short week with Nick, Nick, my boy Nick Foles not looking too good, dude. That was rough. I mean, 
like all kinds of rough. I read an article, by the way. Um, I think it was Stephen Holder at ESPN who wrote about, and it was like, maybe we should have seen this coming for Matt Ryan and the Colts. It's like, huh? I wonder who did. I, I want, and, and, and it was like, all, and I'm not like, it was a great article. Like Stephen Holder's great, but like, it was like citing all these like advanced metrics from Ryan last season. It's like, huh? Interesting. How like all of a sudden this matters, but like when it's just an example, like not to like take the cheese on stuff, because when the Colts traded for Matt Ryan, it's like, Oh, the Colts are trading for a league MVP, Matt Ryan. Now that Matt Ryan sucks, it's like all the actual recent things are a factor, but uh, the giants are favored in this game by five and a half. Um, I don't know the last time they were at least five point favorites. It has to have been a very, very long time. Not sure. I mean, they weren't even favored when they were playing the Lions earlier this year, and the Lions had like a losing record, and the Giants were what seven and three or whatever at the time, seven and two. Um, um uh yeah, but I like the Giants to clinch this week because the Colts are not in good shape and they're coming off a short week, and Giants have looked a little bit better. And it's also not the only outcome that the Giants need to make the playoffs. I forget what else can happen. Let me look that up real quick. But they can also get some losses elsewhere and and still uh, make it. Big Blue View just tweeted it out. So there are okay. seven ways. Um, the I'm it's not going to read stats that's like, you know, whoa, I'm only going to read the ones with two things, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so they win. Um, there are three scenarios where they tie. And so I think we both think, okay. like, you know, I know I'm they've like, tied before, but like, we're not going to go through those. Well, no um, team has but, ever tied twice in the same season. That's true. Um, so if the Seahawks and Commanders both lose, then mm-hmm. they're in, independent of what they do. If the Seahawks, Lions, and Packers all lose, the Packers can also tie in that situation. Or yeah. if the Commanders, Lions, and Packers all lose. I think they'll win, yeah. um, but I don't think it's unreasonable to expect a Commanders loss, um, which we'll get yeah. to in a moment, I mean, or the, even a Seahawks loss to the to the Mike White Jets. So the, just the overall point being decent chance they clinched. I mean, they in theory, they could lose and still clinch. So there's pretty good chance they clinch. First playoff appearance, it will be because it's going to happen since 2016 for the New York Giants. And they will um, win the Super Bowl inexplicably <laughs> because that's what happens. That them. would be really funny. Like if we spent this whole season like gassing up the NFC East, but like the Giants no, don't really matter. No team lie. can more inexplicably win a Super Bowl than the Giants. <laughs> that's it's that's, just true. It's 100 percent true. I agree. It would it would both be very Giants like and very Joe Flacco like for Daniel Jones, right? Like in like a contract year. And I know Flacco had the incredible postseason in 2012, but like he oh, wasn't he was like awesome. amazing. Yeah. And he was I mean, he wasn't amazing in the regular season. You know, yes. He was just he was normally playoffs, he was... like normal good. I think he had an 11 to zero touchdown interception ratio that year. Tied Joe Montana. Crazy. Um, just, uh, it was insane. wild. Um, the Jacoby Jones touchdown is one of my all-time favorites in the Super Bowl. Like it was just, and, and then he had the kickoff return. Like, oh, good times. Um, all right, so let's get to the Commanders, and then we'll spin forward on this week because there is a lot at stake. We once upon a time thought this was kind of a maybe cute game for the Commanders to maybe win. That blew up in our faces. Uh, the defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, had his way with the Commanders, thirty-seven to twenty, the final score. I think the biggest question. What the hell are you doing, Ron Rivera, with this Carson Wentz stuff? Like, why? Why are you like? No, but like, why are you toying around with this? Like, what? Like, what? Like, you're you're you should you're going to be a playoff team probably. Like, what? What are you messing around like this for with weeks to go before the playoffs start? I mean, there's no good option. That's the reality. You're kind of there's no good one path. I think the thinking is that Wentz has a higher ceiling in theory. So maybe he can do something incredible, but obviously I'm not going to say that's likely or count on that. Whereas I think they've 
realize you know you're reaching a certain ceiling with Heineke here but I mean either way it just doesn't it doesn't matter it's one like it's like Carolina earlier this year when they're benching Sam Darnold and putting Baker in like it didn't matter or PJ Walker they're so it doesn't matter they're all bad I, I I agree with that but like why are you playing with fire like this like the the like you love are you wearing the vibes hat or is that the Vox hat uh, it's a company man, company man right there. Uh, like, why would you mess with the vibes of this? You know what I mean? Like there was the, the scene with Heineke getting all pissed off when he was taken out of this game. Like that is bad vibes. Like you already had, like, you live in bad vibes. Like you're in bad vibedom all the time when it comes to being the commanders. Why incite this? It's kind of, I, I, it feels similar on the subject of Wentz to the quote Rivera had earlier in the season when he, what, what was it that he said? I already forgot about like, oh, he sucks or like whatever needs to play better. Um, like, why are you creating th- this was not an issue. If you want to limp into the playoffs with Heineke, that's your best bet, I think. But he created a problem when there wasn't mm-hmm. one. Big stakes for them this week as they if they lose their playoff odds, which are currently at 29% per 538.com, drop down to 7%. Um, they host the Browns, who just lost to the Saints. Um, so you know, they should be able to win. And by the way, if they win the game, it boosted up to about like 48%. So, you know, the Seahawks have the Jets and they're coming for them. And uh the Lions have the Bears. They're obviously a factor. The Packers, who do the Packers have this week? Uh Minnesota. That's right. So that's probably less likely, but um still like you're, in Green Bay, though. You're right. I mean, it's not impossible for Washington to fall out and ruin the like the title. This episode is like all four teams can make I, the playoffs. I don't think it's happening. I think Washington's gonna fall. Out. Green Bay is scaring me, right? Because like, and, and obviously scaring you too. I know I, your history with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that is that Aaron Rodgers is to me what Dak Prescott is to you. So I understand why. You I hate that so I mean, much. not even close. I mean, Dak Prescott is what one one playoff game is it? But he owns the Eagles. That's okay. The whole point. So anyway. Um, like I don't want Rodgers in the playoffs. I don't care that I think this Packers well, team isn't that what, good. What, what scares me about what you're like talking about? So like Green, Green Bay is seven seed or not, right? Like obviously, like that's the only way that they're getting in. Um, Can they get the six in theory? That's the Giants, know. and and okay. the, so no way because the Giants also have the tiebreaker over them. Okay, well you know it I mean? wouldn't matter because they have a tie. That's true, but um, but anyway. Um, so it's a seven seed. So like it would be Green Bay, Minnesota. Like it would be the most like b- both the most Packers and the most Vikings thing of all time for Green Bay to go to Minnesota, right? Um, and winning the playoffs. And like so they could actually disrupt this like reckoning we're all excited and afraid of this Cowboys Eagles playoff game. But like it would be Green Bay going like that would terrify me if I were you. Like I, I would want I, it would terrify me in the like way it's supposed to terrify you. Like I I understand being confident like the Eagles are a very good team whatever. But like. Like in the, it's the same way. Like Cowboys fans don't want to play the Bucks in, in the wild. Yeah, it's you like, can't. You can't just be like, ah, we got it. No questions mm-hmm. asked. You can't say that. Even if there's like that one percent chance that Brady or Rogers could go off, it's it, it that exists rent free, as you would say, in your head. Like it's it's in there. You cannot not have it in your head. And the the Commanders are going to make sure it happens. I real I don't. I no longer feel confident in them to beat the Browns. I don't. I don't know. The Browns look pretty bad. It's tough. So, well, let's get to this coming week and all the kind of scenarios at stake. But before we do, I did want to bring this up. Um, I saw this tweet right now from Front Office Sports on Sunday. So, against the Browns, the Commanders are set to unveil their new mascot. The two finalists are a hog and a dog. I don't know if you. <laughs> That's what the tweet says. Uh, a hog and a dog. But I want to they... read a website that is just about. A bunch of different kinds of dogs called Dogs Daven. Well, Dogs Dogs Daven doesn't make sense. We're going to pass dogs on Haven. that. But um, but Sorry so 
if they choose the hog, the commanders, that is, obviously for anyone, we have a lot of younger listeners. The hogs is a, a, a thing from the commanders franchise back in the 80s, 90s, like the heyday of the organization, obviously, from a football standpoint um offensive line whatever it's a part of it's part of the fans like it's it, google it if you want but um the original hogs the offensive linemen i don't know if you did you see this on monday no they are like i don't know if they're filing a lawsuit oh or, yeah i did like see what that. It, yeah. um but like they're getting into like a legal battle over that name because they don't want it affiliated with the organization good for them just, i agree but like it's just peak dan snyder like <laughs> it's um, and obviously, again, if you don't know the origin story, that's why Hogs Haven is called Hogs Haven. Uh, yeah. But um, man, just uh, tough times. But so um, if they pick the hog, it's going to be a really weird and awkward weekend. All right. Anyway. OK, so week 17. I've been all over the place here. Um, I think for the purposes of this, we should go in chronological order because the Cowboys result can swing things. Um, Cowboys visit the Titans on Thursday night football if they lose. Eagles are NFC East champions, but not the one seed yet in the NFC. Right. right. Um, also, if they tie, the Eagles would also clinch the NFC East somehow. Okay. But- so, loss or tie from the Cowboys on Thursday clinches yeah. the division for Philly, but right. Philly still has to play for the one seed. Um, they would that- have to win or tie to clinch the one seed. That game is at noon, right, against the win. Saints? Yeah. Yeah, and so is the Packers-Vikings game. So it's not like not like yeah. last week where you would know before kickoff whatever. Okay. Right. Um, um, so a Cowboys win accomplishes nothing because, like I said, if and when Philly clinches, Dallas is already locked into the five seed. All a Cowboys win accomplishes in the literal sense is it keeps them alive, however faintly, for the division and the one seed if all of the things go their way. For any Cowboys fan who does not know, I do think everybody understands for Dallas to win the division, they'd have to win out and Philly would have to lose out. In addition to that, for the one seed or a two seed, I guess, um, Dallas would have to, or a three seed, I guess, or no, two or three, whatever. Um, they would have to get a Vikings and Niners loss for the one seed. So, you know, depending on how those things go, obviously, um, a lot of most of those things are unlikely. Um, so, and in case you don't know, Brandon, I think you do. You're pretty good at this. The Titans have nothing to play for. Yeah, like, I was just going to get into that. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. So the, they lost to the Texans last week. Uh, and because of the Jaguars' recent wins, hello, um, the. The Titans can only accomplish something next week, week 18, against the Jaguars in a game that will likely be Sunday night football. So I think if we were both Titans fans, we would both be saying, don't do anything, like rest, take advantage. You have the mini buy. Don't play Derrick Henry, play him lightly, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. because this season for you comes down to week 18. I thought it was interesting. Mike Vrabel even kind of said, are you taking a picture of me? Is that yeah, I'm doing happening? a be real. Are you on be real, RJ? I'm not. I don't. I'm barely on TikTok, so I don't know what Be Real is. I don't quite understand it. Um, hey, you got the new phone, right? Or new phone case? Yeah, I've had that for a bit now. Okay, good. Anyway, um, it does seem like Mike Vrabel didn't say, but like kind of said that the Titans might lay down a little bit. And how could you not, right? Obviously, if you're them. Um, but with the Week 18, I mean, there's pros and cons. Don't get me wrong. It's very un Titans, un Vrabel like to say that though, in the sense of I like, thought it, that's what I'm, I thought it was so we strange tough. that he we're the he Titans, liked, but I thought it was so weird that he kind of admitted it. Like he admitted it without like actually admitting it. Although um, you could say it's very like Belichickian to be like, oh, he's thinking at the next level, he's going to rest his players for a game. Um, it doesn't matter. But so, in all likelihood, the Titans will lay down, the Cowboys will win. Dallas um, is currently, I think, uh, I don't know if it moved. They opened as nine and a half point favorites. Uh, They are now 10 point favorites. So, in all likelihood, Dallas wins, keeps the conversation going for a few more days. Philly gets New Orleans. Um, As we all know, the Eagles own the Saints first round draft pick. So, a win wins the division, clinches the one seed. 
and worsens the draft pick that, correct me if I'm wrong, currently sits at 10 overall. So the Eagles need to clinch the uh, number one seed. The Eagles need to win. Or if the Eagles tie and the Vikings lose or tie, that would also be acceptable. And then there's the scenario where the Eagles lose, but the Cowboys lose, the Vikings lose, and the 49ers lose or tie. And then the Eagles Mm -hmm. would clinch even though they lost, which is it's not going to happen. But we'll mention it. So the Cowboys were fortunate to escape from their win on Saturday relatively injury-free. That was not the case for Philly. No, Um, that's honestly a bigger concern than like in terms of like the impact of like future moving forward. That was the bigger impact. Losing Lane Johnson, losing Avante Maddox. And and now being however bad we think the Saints are being in a position where you have to risk more. And I also I hate that argument because the the implication there is that like Lane or Avante or somebody wouldn't have played against the Saints, even if the Eagles had won last week. Like it's you know, you can't like we've said this, you can't rest your entire starting lineup. You know what I mean? Like even if you've clinched everything. So yeah, um, you have 50, I, well, you have what, 40, uh, seven 46. players up for game day. Yeah, For, you can do 48. Or 40 um, or if you do the extra offensive lineman 48 right. but yeah point it's not like preseason when there's literally like 90 players you can use right so again like I, I think that that's that's cherry picking like in the moment because like the eagles lost now it's like oh well now look what we did we blew it blah 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 so whatever um but so lane johnson correct me if i'm wrong definitely missing the rest of the regular season avante yes. and, and maybe more obviously avante more. Pro- avante probably done in general right i don't i don't i don't know but the, the word is I would say definitely out for the regular season. Yeah, but I don't know if he's out for the okay. season. And the the big question is Jalen Hurts whether or not he's going to play. And he he wants yeah. to play. He's a tough guy. We get it, Nick. Okay, like we understand. But like, what is your good instinct there? I just don't think there's a good reason to play him because it's not like again you said it yourself. Like Minshew didn't look bad. Like you, you can win. Can you win with Minshew? Yeah, you absolutely can. You can, you can definitely beat the Saints with Minshew. So yeah. So I think you can't. I, I think you have to protect Hurts from himself. And I don't know if you saw the report about his injury. It's not an AC joint, which is the more common injury SC. for a shoulder. It's a SC. Yeah, for him. Um, and basically, there's been different reports. It's it's a less common injury, so it seems like there isn't like a, as good of a read on what it might take for him to fully recover and everything. If I'm the Eagles, I just play it safe. I don't play. If Jalen Hurts has to play, then you can play. If like if he wants to play, you can play him next week if you don't win this game. But you should at least get two weeks off, which is the original reported timeline from last Monday of the time he probably needed off is two weeks. So then give him the two weeks. I feel like it's a no-brainer. You give him the two weeks. You can rely on Minshew and the rest of your team to get by in this game. I just feel like that's the, the Saints are not good. The Saints are not a good team. They've won two games on the road this year. One of them was this last past week. week against the Browns <laughs> where they got outgained. Their quarterback had like a 44, Andy Dalton, your boy, like a 44.6 passer rating. Like they didn't even play well and they won the game it was against really the Browns. Gross. And the other win was in week one when they came back against the chokiest chokers of all time, uh, the Falcons. So like, you know, although they should have a won a few weeks ago in Tampa, they didn't, but you know, they played well enough to win that, but, uh, but some the of the Bucks don't look good either. You know, it's right, just like, yeah, they're I mean, not, the Saints just aren't, you should, the point is you should, it's, it's not like, Okay, we played Minshew when we should have played Hurts. If you lost, like no, like the, there's a bigger failure there. You, you, you need to, if you get if you go out and get Gardner Minshew and you have this confidence in him as an organization to be your backup quarterback, you need him to be able to win one of these last three games. I feel like. Um. So I'm a big believer in. I say this a lot. I may have said it on a podcast with you at some point in making decisions when you're not emotionally compromised. So like, you, Brandon, you, random BGN radio listener, whoever you are what did you say last week what did, like you should have told yourself okay if the eagles lose to the cowboys 
what? You know what I mean? Like if you're somebody who said if the yes, Eagles was the Cowboys, I, I want Hurts in against the Saints. And if that's what you said, then like, hey, you, you know what I mean? Like you were not emotionally compromised when you made the decision. But mm -hmm. if you said, look, I, I understand that if we lose to the Cowboys, you know, tempers are going to be hot. We're going to be emotional. It's going to be a rough week around here, but it's still not worth it. If you're somebody who said that, trust yourself. Like, And I, I do trust that that's what Sirianni and everybody else have done. Yeah. They have said, and like, you, you cannot overreact to this loss because, like we said, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't mean anything. I understand it frazzled people a little bit, but, like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it when you're, you've come this far. It might be a different story if Minshew threw, like, you know, five picks and no touchdowns. And the Eagles got, you know, right. they did, scored, like, one touchdown like it's that's that wasn't the case like they scored they they outgained the cowboys they had, a, they had pretty they good lost to the offensive showing aside from the turnovers which are an issue but also i'm pretty confident that like you're not going to have to worry about turning the ball over four times in the next game so yeah eagles should be able to play Minshew, and i think he will and i, I do. think i don't know if they cover i think it could be tough because the saints are still playing for their their season um but i do think the eagles win so uh, the line at the time of recording is seven points. Uh, Eagles favored by seven. I that went up. There was six point five earlier today. I would take Philly to cover still. I just as, as much as I would love the anarchy and chaos involved with the Saints. I mean, covering isn't a big deal, but like I just I thought the Eagles looked really good. Um, I do think the one thing that would maybe cause me to like think about all this at least just really quickly again is the Lane Johnson injury, right? Like that is generally it's a big deal. Um, Dave Damashek loves to talk about like a Jenga piece on an NFL team who is the non quarterback that you take away and the, the team falls apart. Is Lane Johnson not our, maybe now it's AJ Brown, but I mean, with Devontae Smith, it, the loss I don't know would, would be like seismic, but the loss of Lane Johnson is a big deal. It is. I mean, Jack Driscoll, I think, has done okay, and we don't know for sure if it's going to be him at right tackle because in theory if the Eagles want to they can put Jordan Mailata over at right tackle and they can put Andre Dillard in at left tackle so we don't know 100% what they're going to do um, earlier in the season um, they were do using Driscoll but also Dillard was on IR at the time so we don't know um, it's going to be a drop off and that's why I say I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park I think the Saints have a real chance to cover but I think the Eagles just ultimately have too much talent the Saints are so banged up um, and they just haven't been good and Dalton's probably going to turn the ball over I just I don't and, and you're at home I just think they're going to win for the purposes of remaining not emotionally compromised. Um, if the Cowboys won and the Eagles lost, which would keep the conversation going one more week, like we said, what would Minshew have to do? Or if there's anything for you to say, I trust Minshew in a week 18, because that would, that would, or like, is there I, nothing he could do? You would be like, it has to be hurts. Cause you, you have to clinch this week. I think it has to be hurts in part because like, I just don't think there's any chance he wouldn't play. <laughs> I don't think, right. I don't think you are like, I think it's already taking so much for them to be like, dude, you cannot play. Like, I know you think you can play, but you should not play, and you can't really play um, these past two weeks, the week 16, week 17. But if you get to week 18, Jalen's like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't, you yeah. literally have to like put handcuffs on me, and or, like, you would have to like, you I'm know, with you. you. you I don't, I don't think there's anything, even if Minshew threw for like 500 yards in, in a losing yeah, no, effort, like, I think it would be impossible right. to like, to, to, to not do that. Anyway, okay. Um, so last thing, um, related to the Cowboys and the Eagles before we pick the other games, um, if the Eagles win and whatever happens to Dallas, Dallas is the five seed. Like we said, if the Bucks win this week against the Panthers, they clinch the AFC, excuse me, the NFC South, and they they are the four seed. If that happens, they cannot be the three or higher. Um, so that would mean we know going into Week 18 that the wild card round is Cowboys Bucks. If if those things, if, if any combination of those things happens, Cowboys loss, Eagles win, and a Bucks win, then we know that. If we and don't the Bucks get the play, Bucks, who again? You said the Panthers. Um, okay. The and Panthers would have to win is... out. Um, so it's in Carolina or right. no, wait, 
No, it's no, in Tampa. sorry. Yeah, they, they beat them in Carolina earlier this season. But if um, if the Panthers win, the South is still up for grabs. So they would retake control. The Panthers they would they would need to win out to win the division. Uh, but even if if Philly and Dallas lock this week, we would go into Week 18 saying, well, it's going to be Tampa or Carolina, as opposed mm-hmm. to if the Bucks win, we know the matchup specifically beyond just the people or the teams locking. But um, okay, so the Giants clinch with a, bur- a play. Excuse me, they clinch a playoff berth with a win. Uh, we mentioned it. They are five and a half point favorites against the Colts. We both think they win in cover. Yep. Okay. And you didn't pick the Cowboys. I don't. So like, I don't know if you Cowboys. And do they cover? I mean, it's ten points. It's a lot of points. I mean, yeah. I mean, their offense is not very pretty. The Titans. Yeah. Especially you, like if they, are they might rest like Derrick Henry. I don't know who has the most injuries in the NFL, like starters, but they might be like they have a case. Like they are all sorts of beat up right now. Um, it's Malik Willis has not shown a lot to be impressed by. So just really tough times. Yeah, I they, don't think Tannehill is great, but like there is a big drop off between they, him and dude. Willis. They've lost five. They could lose six games in a row and then win an effective playoff game and get in. That's pretty crazy to me. But anyway, I like the Cardinals um, last year. That's true. Uh, the Commanders are. Do you know the line for their game against the Browns? Uh, I'm going to guess the line, an original segment only done here on the NFC East tape and no other podcasts. And, no, nobody uh, who roots against the Philly team, uh, maybe uh-huh. like in, the, in basketball, whatever, do this. Uh, I'm going to say the – it's in – wait, where is it again? Sorry. It is in uh, Landover. Remember oh, the yeah. mascot unveiling? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the commanders are one-point favorites. You are half correct. Oh, I guess you know that what the half is because if you were correct on the line, one and uh, a half point favorites. They are two and a half point favorites against the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, the Browns are a horrible franchise, but from just a football standpoint, they've been a really bad football team um, since Deshaun. I mean, they they look worse right with Deshaun than they did with Jacoby Brissett. For them, like I guess, like as far as like the just general like kind of spoonful test, you know. Um, Who would have thought that that could potentially bring the vibes down? Um, so it's, it's hard to believe in them. I mean, they on paper have the better quarterback, I guess, especially if Ron Rivera is like messing around with this. Um, I think Watson's mobility is, you know, still something that matters. And I think, so the Browns need to to run to win, right? I think that's kind of their biggest mm -hmm. thing. And the commander's biggest strength is stopping the run. So I don't know. I think the commanders might have a chance. Who are you picking? I'll take the commanders. I mean, to cover this. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, I don't want to pick the Browns to be very clear. I'll pick the commanders, but I really don't feel safe about it. Like I don't, because then, okay, let's say the commanders win. Then that puts them in a position where, I mean, certainly they're going to be motivated in week 18 against the Cowboys team that will probably have nothing to play for. Um, I'm guessing, well, I don't know because the Cowboys in the past have had not necessarily under McCarthy. I can't remember, but I remember under Garrett, they played in that week 17 game against the Giants where they had nothing to play for. And and they and they went down they to the wire back, and they won. Um, and which I thought was like, OK, this is you won. But like it was it was risky. To- it was really risky, but it was so cool. Like the way they won, like the last second game winning touchdown to Cole Beasley was incredible. Like it's the ultimate like, oh, we really wanted this exact result, you know, type of thing. Um, the Cowboys did play somewhat last year in week 18 in Philly. Obviously, we talked about that at the time. Um, so they didn't they at least did, like the first half, right? Yeah, and well, Micah didn't play at all. He didn't even make the trip. And, sure, you know what I mean. But like, and I, I, if I remember, I think he was on the COVID list, or he he was sick or something. So that was well, part a lot of, of it. teams. Yeah, last year were putting guys on the COVID list, so then they could automatically not be ruled out in the playoffs. Right. Um. But so, 
I mean, that's the only example under McCarthy. They did in 2014, the Cowboys, when they were locked in um, as a division winner, though. Um, they did play in Washington um, despite having nothing to gain. So, yeah, I mean, they the, the last time they like kind of truly laid down was as the one seed in 2016 um, in Philly. And is there a scenario? So that's the thing, too. We haven't seen a scenario, I think, where the team needed it. You know, the team they were playing. Because, like, when you we talked about that Giants game just now that the Cowboys won, the Giants didn't need that yeah. game. Well, and not, none of them, because the the, the yeah. Washington and 14 didn't well, That's need different it. here. That's a different right. It's like, do you want to let your division rival get? And I would say, um, yes, I would say you do want to lose, because you don't want Aaron Rodgers well, to make the and playoffs. And that's what I was going to say, to the point, like, a Cowboys lay down next week might let Aaron Rodgers in. I hadn't considered that pop, that probability. But it, that all changes. Oh, wait, based I had on... it backwards. Sorry. I thought, like. Yeah, if, oh, if yeah. the Cowboys lay down, they – or I'm sorry, if they no, no, play no, to I win, right. yeah. Yeah, you, if they play no, to win, they can let Aaron Rodgers give in. the commanders that win there we go, there so Rodgers doesn't get in. It's all the more reason to rest. Yeah, and, uh, It obviously does depend on the results of this week, and it's not just Dallas. It's um, – I mean, not just Washington. It's Seattle. It's Detroit. It's Green Bay. Am I leaving anybody else off here as far as, like, the contenders for that third spot? Yeah, it's Washington, so Seattle, Lions. Detroit, Green Bay. Um, so those four teams, so Seattle has the jets, the lions have the, uh, who are they? The, the bears, bears, the bears and the Packers have the Vikings. So if hypothetically the Packers were the only team to win this week, then mm. yeah, if you're the Cowboys, I think you're like, do we yeah, really want rest. this? <laughs> like, do we really want to let air? But I mean, if you're, if you're super into 40 chess, it's like, okay, let's let Aaron in. And, and he can win in the wild the card round and then go play Philly. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I get it what you're saying, but I don't know. I mean, it's I'm having fun. If they like, do that, if, if if it reaches the point where they take out the Eagles, then you're not feeling good about having to play that team to, at that to, point. To your, well, just to like play the example out, like what it would, and this is just all for fun. Um, if, if Green Bay got in as the seven, Philly was the one seed and say both Green Bay and Dallas won in the wild card round, then uh, Green Bay would go to Philly, and if Green Bay and Dallas both won, then like your ultimate, you know, boogeyman for the Cowboys, Aaron Rodgers, would come to your house for the NFC Championship game. Like I, I would vomit all week long. Like it would, it would not be fun. And that um, would assume that the uh, Cowboys probably beat the the Niners or the in, Vikings, yeah, on the road. Like, like yeah. I'm saying, it's all hypothetical. Uh, even if the Cowboys went and beat, the well, not Niners. the not the Vikings because you said the Cowboys or sorry. Oh the no, Vikings. yeah, the, the Packers. Right, right, the right, Packers that's a good point. Won, yeah. Um, I would hate that so much. Like I would, I would not enjoy that um, whatsoever. And the like, uh, if the if they ran the table, it would be nothing but like they are running the table. Aaron Rodgers, relax, blah blah blah. Um, it's, but couldn't it's, you, couldn't it's an you uncomfortable see, possibility? Couldn't you see, um, like a week from now as we head into Week 18? Like Aaron Rodgers doing a, a session like in front of his locker is like, yeah, I uh, I called Mike uh, this week and said, um, hey, you know, if uh, if you guys want to play to win, you know, I'd really appreciate that. You know, ha ha ha. Like, you know, I, I, Mike, Mike's a good guy. I love him. We miss him around. You know what I mean? Like, couldn't you just see like the smug like Aaron Rodgers session talking about that next week? I don't know, but I just it's it does make me nervous. I don't I don't love that possibility. I don't who. I don't love that. Um, the lingering Cowboys, out there. The Cowboys matchup is its own like unique thing. So who is the most terrifying potential divisional matchup for you? Um, is it Green Bay or Detroit? Because okay. I think you're more I, I think you're more afraid of either of those than you would be Washington or New York or Seattle. Yeah, I'm not worried about 
I mean, I know the Eagles lost to the Commanders, but like, I'm, I'll take my chances against them not turning the ball over four times in this game. And also, maybe it's Wentz, and you're going to get some oh turnovers. Oh, my God. If if Wentz beat, won a playoff game in Philadelphia, okay, I would – I mean, I, it would never happen, but that would be just incredible content. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> okay wouldn't hold your fun. breath on that one this was a fun um way to um kind of wind down after I, I had a great time this episode i don't know about you um anything else you want to say anything else we're missing uh no it's just been a weird uh it's weird aftermath because it was like a pivot from you know that game to my mom's birthday on christmas shout out to my mom happy birthday i had a good weekend spending time but it's just tough because it's like i'm trying to get into like some of you know like our post game stuff. And today was like the first day I really could because Christmas day was spending time with family. And then yesterday, um, still, uh, in the aftermath. So it's weird. It was a Saturday and the, but then like, there, yeah, there was like Sunday. Let's, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want, I just, it's, I can't, we do things. We can't disrupt both holidays. It's just not fun to me. I don't like it. Um, and if you are a big NBA fan, then you're like deal, you know what I mean? You're trying to watch that. Like it, yeah, like I turned, I wasn't, I was working, trying to do some things, but I like, I wanted to have the Sixers game on because they're on and it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I do think, um, or I know, I know, like we're we're a year away. All right, twenty twenty four, we'll start the Christmas on Monday trend. You know what I'm saying? We'll have a good four or five years before this is a problem ever again. You know what I'm saying? So um, hopefully, I, I that's the thing. I had to. I watched uh, Eagles Raiders on Christmas in twenty seventeen. That's so. what I'm saying. But once Christmas falls on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? For that well, little run, we'll you be say this as if the NFL isn't going to, you know, roll out like they're games coming on for every Black Friday next year. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, it could be. Did it'll you know be that? a game on every day of the week at some point. <laughs> it's it's going to it'll be it here. does get exhausting. And I know you don't play fantasy, but so we this week is um, for many people, the like fantasy championship round. And like it is so exhausting when you're in a stressful environment like that and you're playing against somebody who's like on Monday night football. You know, what I mean? you're like, oh, I have to like hold this stress the whole week through you know what i mean it's just it's just a big stretch too from thursday to monday like that's a big gap and it's just like that's all one week it's just kind of a and then there's the saturday games now because it's late in the year i don't know it's just a it's a bit much um all right as we leave brandon i will kindly ask you to tell us your three favorite flavors of bubblegum bubblegum yeah like the flip like flavors, like do you want like a minty gum? Do you Can want? I like, say you... bubble gum as a flavor. Yeah, I think that's, that's like a flavor. That's that's that that counts. But like some people are like watermelon, or like some people like a ginger sort of like a. No, what was not that? a big like watermelon big person. Uh, I don't, and I can't do the big. I, that's insane. That's a psycho move to me. The it's, cinnamon like, gums. Some I agree, and some of the like minty ones are too. They're not spicy, but like you ever like chew one of those gums and then take a swig of water, like it's like it's like a fire in your mouth. So. I think I like like a spearmint in general. You know, like the the green as right. opposed to like the. What's the blue mint? I don't know. Whatever so that do you, is. Let, let me change the question. What's your preferred physical setup of gum? Do you want the stick? Do you want a cube? Yeah, do that's you, a better you know, question. I think. Yeah. Um, I think I oh, because that's that's tough because there are a lot of good. Um, hmm. I don't think because you got like the big league two too. You got oh, that's the, like the torn. Yeah. Kind of, uh, that's not like, the answer. Like Although the sour apple stuff. flavor of that yeah is really good. Um, the flavor. Um, I guess I gotta go. I feel like the ones you unwrap sometimes can get like a little. Um, the paper will stick to them sometimes, like in the wrong. Yeah, letter. or like yeah. it could be like a hot day and start the gum starts like sweating. Like it's mm-hmm. just I don't know. It's not. It's not the ideal. I think so. I think it might have to be like. Uh, do I have one of these on my desk? I don't. But um, like you know the ones that come in like the little. Oh, actually, no. You know what I like? 
is I, I do like a Mentos gum. I do a Mentos gum right now. Oh, that's a so good they're, choice they're because yeah. they have the little yep. like hard coating. So like you could even yeah, drop you it, you know what I mean? Or yep. whatever. And like, you're fine. Yep. Uh, wow. What a good call. Yep. Um, mine, I don't know what brand it is, but it comes in like a little, like a little canister almost like a little, like it kind of looks like yeah, a soda Yeah, I was can. going for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they're little cubes, like sugar cubes or like okay. what I, I've never fed a horse a sugar cube, but like what I imagine, uh, oh, you're missing out. That, have you fed a horse a sugar cube before? I feel like at one point in my life, like a field trip or something, probably. Well, if we're doing that, then I probably did at one point in my life. My I'm grandparents clear used conscious to memories. live across from a horse farm, so probably did it at one point. Mm. Uh, the Premier League is back, and as we wrap, Chelsea's no up 2 nil. So I don't care. <laughs> That's your team. What are you talking about? Wow. I, I mean, I don't have the bandwidth to care about that right now. <laughs> like, I'll care maybe in May or after, whatever. After the Packers. The season's season too long. Eagles. The premier season, come on, let's admit it. It's too It's too long. It's drawn out. There's all these international breaks. There's the um, champions. It's just like it's hard for me to follow throughout the year. I, I, will I start say, to get more invested when it matters, but it's like tough to do every game, especially for it's us. It's tough to do football. every competition, right, to be invested in like, well, this is the our FA current Cup. standing in like this or that or whatever. But like if you if you can pick one, I think it's a little bit easier, but I get your point. Um, it's just, right. I can't care about it this time of the year. Shout out to Gum. And um wow, what a bold shout out. <laughs> yeah. Say All right, one let's word. wrap this up. Say one word. Bye.